Do you like things to be perfect, whether in your relationship or in any other area of your life? Today, we're talking about perfectionism, what it is and what you can do about it. If you'd like to find out more about how to improve your relationship, head over to therelationshipmaze.com where you can also take our free argument style quiz and find out your argument style. And press subscribe right now. Welcome to this episode of The Relationship Maze and today we're talking about perfectionism. Yes, so what is it, perfectionism? So it's, it's sometimes people think that perfectionism relates to the idea of being perfect or doing something perfectly, which it kind of does. Uh, so it's this idea that people, somebody who's a perfectionist is putting a lot of pressure on themselves to meet exacting very high standards uh, which, because they have these high standards, will then also powerfully influence, uh, influence the way that they think about themselves. And the difficulty with perfectionism is um, because uh, uh, being perfect uh, is an ideal, of course, you know, when you have perfectionism, you really struggle to ever get to where you want to get and to actually meet the standard that you want to get. So, I mean, some aspects of perfectionism might be quite helpful, and we'll look at that in a minute. Whereas other aspects of perfectionism are extremely unhealthy and create, because they create so much pressure <clears throat> on a person and also they might create a lot of pressure on the people around, uh, around the person who is the perfectionist, the partners of a perfectionist, for example. Yeah, well, just before we were starting this podcast today, I mean, you said to me, well, let's, let's record it, it doesn't have to be perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so like... And, and so, yeah, there is that sort of thing. Often people put things off because they fear that it's not going to be perfect enough. And in fact, one of the biggest things that stops people from um, doing anything is not starting because they don't think it's going to be right from the start. I mean, I see this a lot with like writers, where mm. writers or musicians or composers who um, are trying to start, like, for example, a writer writing a book. And they spend months trying to get that first sentence out because they want it to be just right. Mm. And, you know, often the solution is start with the second sentence or the second paragraph because then you don't have to focus on getting it right from the start. Because if you're too focused on it being perfect from, from the get-go, often you're never going to get started or you're never going to achieve that because, you know, perfection is, is a false standard anyway because what is perfection? You know, mm. really... Is there such a thing as perfection in the first place? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what you're describing is that perfectionism very often leads to procrastination, that you put things off again and again. But I thought before we continue with the podcast, it might be quite helpful to look at the sort of different um, aspects of perfectionism or how you, how you want to define it, basically. Because one aspect of it is the, the, this relentless striving, having extremely high standards... Um, maybe not necessarily thinking that you will be perfect, but having extremely high standards that you apply to yourself and very often to other people. Um, so, it, you know, it kind of puts this constant demand on you to create uh, the ideal scenarios to achieve these standards. Um, the second part, I think, of perfectionism, which is also uh, relevant, is that you are effectively judging your own self-worth very much on 
whether you meet these higher standards or not. Um, so it's this kind of constant focus on, you know, am I good enough to, to get to where I want to get to? So your self-worth, therefore, is very much tied in with whether you achieve your goals or don't, whether you meet these standards or not. And the third part, I think, of perfectionism is the idea that um, that when you experience um, that you experience some negative consequences of setting these extremely high standards a lot. So you you feel the pressure a lot of the time. You know that it's really unpleasant to constantly aim for these high standards, but you continue anyway because. Despite the huge cost to you, despite the pain that might cause you, despite the extreme effort that you put into it, you persevere. So it's something that almost you haven't got any control over. Yeah, so, and, and it's found that often that that need for perfectionism can actually impair performance. Mm. Um, so when you've got these really high standards, it's almost impossible to meet them. You become self-critical, you lose motivation. Mm. Um, it, it actually makes it more difficult to achieve higher standards sometimes if, if you have that perfectionist way of thinking. Mm. Uh, in relationships, uh, you know, this can, this can be very obvious when, you know, at the beginning of a relationship, if you're looking for a relationship and you have in mind looking for the perfect partner. Mm. So this is a big problem, you know, people who are dating, who yeah. they've got this checklist they're going through and everything has to meet that checklist. And mm. and it's almost impossible to have all those criteria matched. Or if you're in a relationship, you know, that sort of perfectionism, you know, I, I know people who, whatever it is they're doing, whether they're going out for a meal or whether they're going on holiday, they, in their mind, they want everything to be Perfect. And there's an element of you know, expectation with that that we talked about in another podcast as well. Um, because in terms of perfectionism, you have an internal expectation, which is is usually uh, something that is unachievable. Mm. Um, and, you know, your concept of perfectionism often, uh, and again, it, it is the idea of what is perfect. You have internally some sort of um, some sort of representation of what you're looking for. And often that's even not clear, because in reality, as we talked about, you can never have something completely perfect. Perfectionism is is a false aspiration. Mm. But it's interesting, I was reading an article um, a few days ago uh, about the rise of perfectionism, and uh, there there seems to be some data here that particularly younger people are much more afflicted by perfectionism, that there's a real pressure on younger people to be high achievers, for example, so that they struggle a lot more with this concept of perfectionism, which I think is interesting. So, so maybe we're also living in a society which uh, is uh, having a, a putting a lot of pressure on in terms of being that, uh, that perfect person. Yeah, so there may, be, there may be that element of it, although I think there's always been some element of that, but also I don't think, I don't think high achievement is necessarily the same as perfectionism. Okay. So there's that drive maybe towards kind of be successful, to be kind of recognised, to maybe earn money, whatever it happens to be, that doesn't necessarily involve perfectionism. So perfectionism is, 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 is this sort of um, expectation, it's this, in, this ideal that really can never be achieved, Whereas high achievers, you can achieve these sort of things, uh, but it may be at the expense of lots of other areas of your life. Mm, that's absolutely true. Yes, and I think in some quarters now there's a discussion 
between the difference the difference between being a perfectionist or being an excellentist i think is the term that's being used and we're going to be discussing it in a <clears throat> in another uh, uh podcast coming soon in a bit more detail so we'll talk about that concept of excellence a bit more yeah yeah um and and again that to me also brings in mind well you know in some ways concept of excellence is really you know maybe substituting the word perfectionism you know for me i, I like the idea of the, the the word kaizen so the japanese term kaizen which is about you know really improvement constant improvement yeah. and this need for every day improving a little bit mm -hmm. so the idea is that you know if you were to work on whatever you're doing just improving every day by one percent then over several years you've improved massively yeah. Um, whereas, you know, with perfectionism, you're looking for that thing right here and now. Mm. You're looking for that ideal person right here and now. You're looking for that ideal evening right here and now. Mm. Uh, and when things don't match that internal representation, you feel bad. You feel let down. You feel you've let yourself down. Mm. You feel you've let other people down. Yeah. Whereas when it's a sense of constantly improving every day, thinking... What can I do to improve just a little bit? Mm -hmm. What can I do to improve my relationship just a little bit? Mm -hmm. So it's like in, you know, it, it, we talked about gratitude and appreciation. And, and that's part of this, actually appreciating what you have. Because with perfectionism, we appreciate what we don't have yeah. in some ways. Or don't, maybe not appreciate, but we kind of, we imagine what we don't have. Whereas gratitude and appreciation almost is like the, the, the opposite in terms of we start to actually appreciate what we do have. And I think that's so important is to learn to appreciate what you have, to have gratitude for what you do have. Mm. Yeah, I'm sort of thinking as, you, as you're thinking, I mean, I think just sort of coming back to um, the question of, uh, well, isn't there something positive in perfectionism? Because it can kind of also, because as you rightly say, perfectionism is very goal-oriented, isn't it? You set yourself a goal, or, and you just sort of, that's what you work, work on, this sort of high standard, which of course sometimes in some aspects of life can be quite useful. Yeah? It can be, uh, and a lot of perfectionists, of course, do quite well, and they do well, in their jobs, uh, for example, you know, they are high achievers very often. But uh, so it, it serves them well, but to a point, and that's the difficulty, isn't it? It serves them well to the point that it comes at this huge expense of, uh, ex you know, maybe extreme anxiety or, you know, not making any time for anything else, these kind of costs, yeah? Well, I, no, I'd, I'd, I'd actually say that perfectionism isn't about goal setting. Oh, perfectionism okay. is about having an unrealistic expectation, an unrealistic ideal of which okay. the person may not even be aware of. Goal setting is about achievement. Mm. Goal setting anyone can do. You don't have to be a perfectionist to set goals. Mm. If you go to a coach, you know, many of the many people who seem very successful in life, they're not perfectionists, but they set goals and they work towards those goals. And again, that comes in with that concept of Kaizen, which has been around for some time. It's been, you know, the Japanese term, which uh, I think Deming used in some of his sort of work around sort of business improvement and has been picked up by various people. Um, and again, it's that idea that you're constantly improving, moving towards that. Um, so perfectionism, you know, many people I know who are perfectionists, they don't set goals, but at work they basically, you know, they're checking something and they're spending hours going through this document because it's not quite right. And so sometimes they don't get results. In, in some areas of life, perfectionism can be useful. 
like in quality control, you know, if you want to work in there, that could be useful because you want to make sure it's it's just right. Well, I think they do set themselves a goal, perfectionists. I think the difficulty is that they set the goal, they set the bar too high. I think that's the, that's the challenge. I mean, there's nothing, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with setting yourself a goal, but I think it's, the, the point is that you have to set your goal that's actually achievable. Um, you know, I mean, it's got to be a smart goal, for example. It's got to be something that is actually attainable. And I think that's the difficulty with perfectionists, that the goals that they set themselves are incredibly high and they are almost not achievable. Or they are, maybe, in some cases, but but it comes at this huge expense. Well, I think that can be the case, but I think a lot of people I know who struggle with perfectionism, it's that this goal is not something that they've set. It's something that's internal, mm. that they're not even consciously aware of. And yeah. that's the problem, yeah. because it's unrealistic. So they never feel like they've got it right. They never feel like it's just right. Mm. Whereas if you set a goal, you can set goals that are very kind of challenging. Mm. However, you know, you, put a, you have to put loads and loads of work in. It can be a real challenge. Mm. But if you put work in, you can achieve it. Mm. But with a perfectionist, even if you achieve what you think is your goal, it's not right because that's that internal feeling that there's something that isn't fully there that you want. And that's because it's, you know, perfectionism comes from, you know, certain, certain experiences we have as children. Maybe yeah. with that constant thing where you never did well enough and your parents always kind of said, well, you know, well, you could do better. Mm. You know, you get like 99%. Well, why didn't you get 100 mm. Uh, and this goes into the drivers and TA, mm. transactional mm. analysis, that we spoke mm. about in an earlier podcast. Mm. So there's that be perfect, yeah. you know, where it's like never good enough, mm. do better. Mm. So it's that constant drive. So, you know, when we spoke about in an earlier podcast as well about sort of praising effort rather than praising results, mm. you know, if we praise results, then that can lead into that perfectionist tribute. Mm. But when we praise effort... You know, there we're looking at that sort of working towards things. You set goals, but you continue working and you can still enjoy the process and the result when you get it. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. That's the root causes of perfectionism are usually found in, um, in earlier experiences, in childhood experiences, in messaging from childhood. Um, and, and this desire to maybe... Uh, uh, an unconscious uh, experience of the child that they're that they're not perfect, that they're lacking somehow, uh, not just not perfect, but lacking in some way, and that they need to compensate, that they need to compensate through being a better student um, at school, for example, um, by being a good girl or being a good boy uh, with the parents, yeah, by sort of trying to get it right in order to um, to get the parental love that they crave. So, yes, that's right. So you're right in the sense of that is always a link to that kind of internal um, experience of issues around self-esteem and self-worth, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So some questions there about, am I really ever going to be good enough for anyone? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, again, when you talked about excellence, I think some level of that for me brings in the same issue so I remember at my music college I was at um the I think the strap line was something like the pursuit of excellence which I always thought was funny because first of all pursuit suggests that you're never going to get it yeah. you're maybe not going to get it you're always trying to follow it but you're a bit behind yeah and also excellence you know how do we rate excellence again it's an internal standard partly you know we all can define what we think might be excellent mm. but in a relationship 
Mm. You know, for everybody listening or for each of us here, um, you know, we all have a different concept of what makes a relationship excellent. Mm. Yeah, but some things that are similar, but many things are different. Of course. And I think what's important is you you create certain goals and outcomes. You write down, okay, what is it about relationships that you want that makes a great relationship, for example, mm -hmm. and starts to identify, are some of these unrealistic? Are some of these realistic? Are some of, you know, do we need to add things? Mm -hmm. And when we identify things that may be unrealistic, that may be things more to do with um, ideals that didn't come from us, maybe from parents or from wherever it happens to be, we start to kind of identify those and work on kind of letting those things go. Mm -hmm. But we have certain goals and outcomes that we work towards. And once you have that set, then we're not thinking about pursuing excellence. We're thinking about that constant uh, and never-ending improvement, a constant improvement every day towards building that and developing that. Because, again, if, if we're constantly focused on excellence, you know, again, what happens is we're thinking if our behavior is too far away from that, you're going to have a sense of maybe lack of motivation sometimes. Mm. Um, you're going to have a sense of, uh, like, you know, I'm not getting there of failure. But if we're constantly working on what can I do to improve and seeing small improvement, and we see over time how that moves towards that, then we have a sense of motivation. So it's like with weight loss, you know, if we if we kind of um, have this huge outcome, like I want to lose five stone, and you're constantly getting on the scale, and you're not you're seeing you're not getting there, um, you lose motivation. So again, by having this standard, whether it's perfectionism or excellence, you know, sometimes that can, I think, be demotivating. You know, we set that outcome towards something that's realistic and we, we see how we're going to work towards that and we constantly work on developing and growing and becoming better each day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think another uh, sort of challenging aspect of perfectionism is that it comes uh, with a, a lot of rigidity doesn't it um, with rigid standards rigid expectations rigid ideas about how things should be and if we apply this to to the area of relationships that that obviously creates a lot of problems because you are then uh, dealing with um, a partner who um, who is very sort of set in their ways almost, like, but how this should be. Yeah? Mm. There's a lot of shoulds in the relationship, mm. generally. Lots of imperatives, um, lots of rules, lots of ideas about we should be doing things like this or that in order to meet some, some sort of uh, standard. Um, and that for being in a relationship with somebody who's perfectionist, that can be very challenging. Yeah, yeah, being with a perfectionist with those shoulds, like, mm. you know, you end up shooting all over each other. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, How frustrating. So, yeah. So, so again, it, it's about trying to work out as well, you know, what is it that's really, what is important? Mm. Where are some of the, where do some of these ideals come from? You know, are they really yours? Because as we spoke about, yeah, a lot of these concepts of, when we think things aren't right, uh, this feeling from the past, which mm -hmm. we maybe learned from family or carers or, or people at school. Mm -hmm. And it's about, you know, it's, it's always useful to think that you can grow and develop. And I think the point when we feel that uh, I'm good enough is, is a problem. Mm -hmm. And it's a problem in any field. I've seen it with uh, people in all sorts of industry, in sort of sales, custom service. I've seen this with academics where... Basically, sometimes they think, well, yeah, I know it all, or 
you know, I'm good enough. I, I know everything. Mm. And at that point, well, then basically you stop yourself from developing. Mm. So I think the great thing to do is always realize that you can improve. You can improve yourself. You can improve your relationship. There's always somewhere you can go and having a sense of where that is, but making sure it's not unrealistic. Yeah, because another drawback that I'm just thinking of uh, in terms of uh, perfectionism is that it often stops you from um, because you always you always try to get everything right and you get to get you try to get things right uh, like from the outset very often. Um, it's might often very you're trying to ultimately minimize risk a lot of the time. Aren't you? You're sort of like very risk averse if you are a perfectionist. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and. And and that of course causes problems as well because life is full of risks. Life is full of uncertainty. You can't predict what's around the corner a lot of the time. You can't prepare for everything. You can't plan for everything in life. Um, and sometimes you have to also be prepared to um, to uh, tolerate the fact that things don't work out the way that you want them to work out. Because that can be, again, that's back to this, what I said about rigidity, that can kind of get in the way of enabling you to move, to kind of get started in the first place. And it can also feed into procrastination, the, the idea that you never really start anything because you always fear that you might not get it right. You don't want to have that risk. Yeah, and real success comes from learning from mistakes. So yeah. the most successful people in really any area of life, whether it's in business, whether it's in sports... Even people in relationships, they, they're not born having the results or the outcome that they want. Mm -hmm. They get there through learning. Mm -hmm. And usually that comes from making mistakes. And it's being kind of comfortable, being courageous, making those mistakes. Because it's in those mistakes that you learn the most. Mm -hmm. So there's the phrase, there is no such thing as failure, only feedback. So, you know, like in a room, if you have a thermostat and you have air conditioning or heating... The thermostat doesn't keep the temperature at the same temperature the whole day. You know, if you set the room to 20 degrees, sometimes that temperature is going to go up a bit. Sometimes it goes down. But the thermostat's job is to notice the change. It, you know, if the room goes up to 21 degrees, the thermostat, if it was a perfectionist, it might go, oh no, I, I can't cope, I'm going to give up because you know, the room's got to 21 degrees. Mm. But it doesn't, it takes that feedback and it puts on the air conditioning to get it back to 20 or if it gets too cold, it puts on the heating to get it to go back to 20 degrees. So it takes the feedback and learns from that and acts and behaves accordingly to make a difference. And it's the same with everything that we do is that we learn from our behaviours. And it's really noticing when things don't work out, those are the times that you can take the biggest learnings. Mm -hmm. And thinking, you know, what can I learn from this situation? How can I use this to help me in the future so I can have a high level of success or achieve more of what I really do want. And this can be in relationships when things aren't working or when we have challenges, for example, in arguments. You know, if an argument doesn't work out, rather than just keep doing the same thing again and again and hoping you get a different outcome, which usually leads to kind of a breakdown of a relationship because mm. the arguments never get better, mm. is thinking, well, what is working? What isn't working? which is why we put together our argument course, um, because it's about learning the strategies that help you to get better results um, and not thinking that it has to be perfect from the get-go, you know, because it's that perfectionism that often holds us back. 
but learning to enjoy making mistakes and actually thinking how do we learn from them mm. and learn to tolerate them really more most importantly as well because i think underlying the idea of perfectionism is is this this very low um, tolerance level for making mistakes. Yeah, that's the difficulty. Well, this, uh, you know, and therefore also kind of constantly in relationships, very frequently um, asking for reassurance all of the time, needing to be told by your partner all of the time that you got it right, or becoming quite. I mean, at the the other end of perfectionism, there might be quite a lot of obsessive compulsive behaviors um, because you are so rigid and so f stuck in this fear. Yeah, that you need to get things right. Yeah, and I'd say actually not even learning to tolerate for me. I think it's actually learning to to welcome when things don't work and take the word mistake out of your vocabulary to yeah. so change it to feedback. Yeah. Learning to actually just kind of have a bit of fun with it. So if you find it really challenging to kind of the concept of mistakes, if you're a perfectionist, mm -hmm. you, know, you could do things like each day write out a sentence on a piece of paper and purposefully spell a word wrong and do it and leave it there and That's, keep doing that. That makes and, me shudder, that yeah, idea. It can make you I shudder, hate you just, you just see, you know, after a while you see that and you learn think actually, yeah, I can, I can live with that. And it's yeah. like, you know, you know, you know what's right, you know what isn't. Mm. But it helps you learn to think actually, you know, that's okay. It's, the world's not going to end. Mm. Absolutely. Well, it's interesting because I'm having a real, almost like a visceral reaction as you're saying that. And I don't think of myself as a perfectionist, but I think there are clearly areas in my life where I feel quite controlling. So writing is one thing. I really hate, I hate it when I have uh, put something in writing that's out there in the world, uh, on a social media platform or in an article, whatever, and there is a spelling mistake. I find that mortifying. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And I can't really let that go so easily. No, well, but that's also different because certain people, you know, you know that people will judge things as being professional or not. Sure, yeah. Although sometimes I've run sort of workshops where there have been some, like, PowerPoint slides and, you know, maybe there's a spelling mistake in them. Mm. And years ago, that would have bothered me. Mm. And, you know... If it's people that I know on, on the workshop, it's all right because they already have a sense of what you're doing. If it's somebody and it's that, if it's that first slide in that first 10 or 20 seconds, it might mm. give that impression, which mm. is difficult to get back from. Yeah. But other times, when there's a spelling mistake in a later slide, I sometimes really enjoy watching the faces of people sitting there who can't stand these sort of like <laughs> imperfectionism because again it's that sense of you know mm. somebody who can't tolerate something not being in the way that they're expecting it's yeah. that expectation That's right. and in a way it's, it's like learning that actually certain things don't really matter yeah. in the grand scheme of things you know some things are important some things aren't and it's learning to kind of be okay with those things that that trigger us that actually maybe don't matter mm. and knowing the things that do matter and the things that do matter is you know setting outcomes setting goals and constantly working towards improving and moving towards them mm. focusing on the process rather mm. than on the outcome yeah and the same is true of relationships as you said yeah. see how it unfolds but i mean at the bottom of it is uh, is an insecurity isn't it um perfectionism is driven by insecurity um <clears throat> and therefore it's not so easy to necessarily always address it needs some work it requires some attention it requires um some uh, it, it requires an inquiry into where this is coming from why is why am i feeling so distressed when things are not going my my way or not going the way that i wanted want them to be so it does require a little bit of um 
uh, well, first of all, it requires noticing that you have that tendency. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the way you say at the bottom of it, because in Freud's terms, he might have called it an anal fixation. Mm -hmm. So the fixation at that anal stage of development. So, yes. so yeah, so, but basically, and, and I think there's many different reasons for perfection as well. There's many different kind of things that tie into why we have that. Mm. Um, but it is recognising, you know, I think recognising why we behave in that way, learning to kind of change it, um, mm. and, you know, little steps. Mm. But above all, and I think, you know, maybe unless there's much more you want to say, we could bring this to a close in a moment. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, again, focusing on actually what is important, what can you do each day to help improve that? Mm. And also learning more gratitude for what you have mm. uh, and appreciation. You know, I think it's great to wake up in the morning and think, like in your relationship, what's something that I really appreciate about my partner? What's something I'm grateful for in my relationship? Because if we're constantly focusing on what isn't focusing on what isn't good enough, mm. we feel we feel unsatisfied. Or if we're focusing on what isn't good enough about our own behaviour, we feel unsatisfied. Mm. And part of it is about learning to change your focus. So focusing a little bit more, and it takes time and effort. Thinking, what am I grateful for? What do I appreciate in this other person? What am I grateful for in myself? What do I appreciate about myself? Okay, shall we uh, bring the podcast to a close here? Great. Okay, and yeah, please do head over to therelationshipmaze.com and try our argument style quiz where you can find out your conflict style and relationships. And tune in next week. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.